0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Here are your hosts, Matthew Leach and Paul Hagan.
0: I'm Matthew Leach, joined by Paul Hagan. Uh, we're talking about the Atlanta Braves today, and uh, they've been a really interesting team. And uh, it, it, every time you think they're starting to put it together, they slide a little. And every time you think they're starting to slide, they put it together a little. What What do you make of this club as we get in well into the second half of the season, Paul?
1: Yeah, Matthew, they've been inconsistent. When they look good, they look really good. I think uh, that's probably partly a function of um, being a team that relies a lot on home runs. Uh, sometimes you're just not going to hit home runs. Uh, it, it's uh, a problem now with uh, B.J. Upton. Uh, still hasn't hit his stride the way they hoped he would when they signed him a year and a half ago. And I think it's also a function, although their starting pitching has probably been much better than people could have expected uh, after they had all the injuries in spring training. But um, I, I think uh, that's probably a, a part of the reason, too.
0: Yeah, we're going to take a look at this offense today. It's, uh, it's an interesting offense that, like you know, really relies on the home run, but also can do a few other things. Um, but it's one that, that goes hot and cold, and, and when they're hitting, they're hitting everybody, and, and when they're not, um, it, it kind of looks a little quiet. Um, you know, they, they, they're a hard team to read, but they're settling in for some home games, and uh, they really got an opportunity here to, uh, to make up some ground and, and maybe put a little distance between themselves and, and the Nationals. So we'll be talking about that. We're now joined by MLB.com's Mark Bowman, who has covered one of the uh, more interesting and eventful clubs of uh, face League baseball so far this year. Um, the, the big news here within the last week or so is that the club finally cut ties with Dan Ugla. To some extent, it, it's not a big impact move because they hadn't really been playing him. But what, what does this kind of say? What's the meaning of this move to the roster, to the franchise, the organization? You know, I, I think,
1: like you said, it doesn't have a... Significant impact, but at the same time, for the last two months they've been playing a man short, and you know basically right. Pretty Gonzalez's bench has been weak all year, and one of the reasons maybe it has been weak is because Dan Ogla has been there, you know, with providing very little defensive versatility and really nothing from an offensive standpoint off the bench. So now you bring up a true uh, backup infielder in the form of Phil Gosselin, or well, when he's when he's eligible to come back up. But right now, uh, Tyler Pastor, Nicky, and uh, you, know, you you move on. First of all, maybe you start to strengthen your benches this way. At the same time, you know, you just have to look at the Dan Aguilera. as a, uh, you know, it, it was a an, a time where this was one of the worst contracts the Braves have signed. They've signed plenty of uh, bad contracts here recently, um, but you know, he needed to go elsewhere, and the Braves needed to cut ties with him. You know, before he began to, you know, his frustration began to poison the clubhouse. So, I, you know, I think, you know, if nothing else, he gets a fresh start and the Braves, you know, while he has friends here in his clubhouse that will support him, I think everyone, you know, understands that uh, the important thing is to win and they weren't going to win with him, you know, had he stuck around here.
0: He was a, an, obviously an extreme example, but in some ways very emblematic of, of what this offense is. I mean, it's a, it's a high-risk, high-reward offense, but at the same time, they're, they're not really even hitting the ball out as much as I would think they would want to. What, what's going on with this offense, and beyond the simple fact that it's kind of an all-or-nothing, homers and strikeouts kind of offense, why hasn't this offense, even with that, kind of clicked a little more and been a little more productive?
1: You know, I I think they've they've been trying to find their own identity. Last year they were all upset whenever we would mention, you know, this team strikes out too much, they rely on the homer too much. You know, they kind of continued to resemble that team where they were not making a lot of contact early on. Um, And, you know, through probably the first six, seven weeks of the season, they went through a nine-game winning streak there recently where they were not hitting a lot of home runs. And then, you know, they were getting the – the big two-out hits, and then their runners in scoring position stats weren't all that great. But they just seem to be moving runners, and coming up with a hit or extending innings at the right time. Um You know, I, I think it goes back to uh, you know you kind of change who you are. It's it's not going to work. You know, you go back to what the A's have done with all their players, where you know if. You are who you are. We're not going to try to change you. And the Braves have to look and say, hey, look, this is the, this is the roster we've built. We've built it. You know, we've, we've got the Justin Uptons, the B.J. Uptons, the guys that, you know, are going to, you know, big You're going to, – they're going to strike out a lot and they're occasionally hit, you know, hit the long ball. Um, as you said, Dan, I'm going to fit that mold. Um, you want to see a little bit more power maybe from, from Jason Hayward here during the second half, maybe, maybe that uh, – maybe that that allows you to, to pick up the power numbers that you had in the past, Freddie Freeman as well um but at the same time, I think that you know while this team wants to make more contact, I don't think you need to try to change who you are um because as the Oakland As have shown, you know you just gotta you gotta let the, the players be do what what it, they did to get there
0: yeah i mean it's it's interesting because like you say, there's there's not a whole lot you can do i mean this and it, it is one parallel to washington is that both these clubs kind of are what they are there's not that one desperate need where you go out and say if you fix this everything's good there, there aren't a whole lot of opportunities as as we get closer and closer to the non-waiver trade deadline i know we talked about this before but what's this club looking to do what are they looking to accomplish uh as the days tick down towards the end of july
1: you know i like like it's just... You know, starting pitching, it would be nice to have. I just don't see them going that route. I think that what they will try to do is get you know, uh, some bullpen help, add some depth to their bullpen, uh, primarily in the form of a left handed reliever. They did add a, uh, a young reliever here earlier this weekend, but they, they settled Luis Avalon down, brought Colton Shreve up, um, a left-hander who's put up some great numbers at double Delaware Mississippi. But I think they're going to look for, um, you know, a guy who's been there, done that uh, at the same time. They've got to look for a guy who's going to provide a little bit more of a threat off the bench. Uh, that their primary pinch hitter guys, or guys they've used as a pinch hitters this year, uh, Ryan Domit and, uh, Hamilton, or I mean, and Jordan Schaefer just have not, um, really provided very little. I mean, Schaefer has provided some speed off the bench, um, but, but that's about it. Um, so they, they, they will look to see if they can add those pieces. I mean, it may not be a significant move, but they do not exactly have, you know the funds to to make the big move right now. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they they may want to to hope that that their big additions come in the form of some of these guys turning around, having a better second half than than they did in the first half.
0: I'm I'm wondering, and and you know, I've been in clubhouses, you've been in clubhouses. You know, the officially the the proper official stance is always no game is bigger than any other. But you look at the schedule right here, and and the Braves have a homestand against two teams they ought to really make up some ground on. They really ought to have a good homestand. And it seems particularly important because once they go on the road, they have an absolutely brutal month of schedule coming up. They've gone to the next month after this homestand. Dodgers, Mariners, Nationals, Dodgers, A's, Pirates, Reds. Is there any thought in that clubhouse that this is a pretty important time to sort of make sure they don't lose ground and kind of hold on because August could be kind of a grind for these guys?
1: No, I think they're – yeah, I do. I mean, it, as you said, you, you talk to managers or general managers and they're going to say – you know, give you that line. I think the players know exactly what's ahead and they know exactly what, what can be taken advantage of right here in uh, the next few days. You, you look that they've got – uh you know, you're going to face Henderson Alvarez if he's still healthy. I know he got he took the liner off his shin the other day. But, uh, you know, he'd go Thursday, you've got the Padres coming in with a decent – you know, they pitched pretty well. Uh, but but these games are winnable. You know, you've got eight games right here before you head on a road trip uh, next week uh, that, that you can you, – you, you need to say, hey, look, you've got to try to win six of these eight games because starting next week you go to L.A., Then you go to San Diego, you go to Seattle, which is not going to be easy. And then you start that homestand where it's Nationals, Dodgers, A's, you know, then you go Pirates, Reds. There's not a breather. I I think I said the other day uh, when I was going to show, you know, August 25th, I believe, is an off day. They're going to head into that off day having a pretty good sense of how, you know, how comfortable or how uncomfortable they're going to be going into September. Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, it's quite an opportunity here you know we talked about a guy they got rid of but there's a there's a flip side of this they, they've they just brought in a pretty big guy they get gaddis back uh, how big a deal is that for their offense and it's funny because he's a guy who is kind of a thought of as an all-or-nothing guy he's kind of become an on-base guy how much different should this offense look when he gets in there gets rolling becomes really a part of this
1: well you know the thing is with gaddis he really was on a roll he seemed to be finding himself there those three weeks to a month before he he got hurt you know he was like you said he was displaying power and getting on base uh just just he was a he was a tenor in the middle of that lineup and if if he can get back to that being that guy you know certainly you're going to see some of that power we're talking that maybe they've lacked and maybe that's really what it has come down to recently is he he was a consistent power force uh you know his absence has, has really depleted them of that um I'd say that you know, if it may take him a little bit of time. When we saw him up at Gwinnett, he you know it took him a little bit of time to get his timing back. My concern about Gaddis is this: here's a big catcher, you know, playing that position every day, and he's got a back injury. You know, how long can he stay healthy? And and I think the team has to, you know, maybe catch him three three games at a time a uh, day off here and there. Maybe, maybe he only catches four games a week, maybe five. You know, you got to ease him back into it, though. But uh, you know, whatever you have to do, you want to make sure that you know, try to keep him healthy because he has been such an important part of this lineup throughout the
0: season. That's indeed. It's it's becoming crunch time both uh, on the field and in transactions for the Braves. Uh, Mark Bowen of MLB.com, thanks very much for joining us here on MLB.com Extras.